2: I'm ready. You are, but I can tell your video is on because you're looking at your beard.
1: No, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at my notes. You made notes? I made notes.
2: Wow. Travis, can you believe he made notes? I mean, I'd rather not say. Well, that is, that is, would you please re-answer the question? (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. (laughs)
0: We're in the middle of a diplomatic crisis, and uh, diplomacy is usually a good thing in that sort of situation. Tonight, intelligence from top-secret U.S. spy planes is providing startling details about China's spy. We are learning more about the Chinese spy balloon that that flew across the the United States. States. All right,
2: let's do the whole thing over again. We haven't said anything yet. (laughs) All right, so
1: ready? Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, Cyber Balloon Buster. I'm Bo, cyber-anti-disestablishmentarianist. And I'm
2: Travis, cyber-Thanksgiving Day float.
1: And today we take a look at spy balloons and what it means for us. We begin with that giant Chinese spy balloon that's riveted the nation these past few days. The U.S. military intercepted the balloon out in the Atlantic yesterday afternoon. Well, see, I'm convinced that the Chinese really wanted to get a better handle on where is Yellowstone really filmed, and they wanted to know exactly how many cows there are in America. So what better way to do it than send a balloon over Montana? Aren't there a lot of bison out that way? Adam, as nice
2: as your thought is about the Chinese balloon, I don't think that's what it was doing. In fact, it was just reported today that the balloon that has since been shot down and captured was able itself to capture communications no there's no word as to whether or not it did that but i also get the distinct impression that the government wouldn't tell us if there was a chinese balloon capturing communications over the united states
1: generally that's not the open door policy of the u.s uh, intelligence community has let's put it that way but then again over montana or at least in montana we do have like norad and Missile silos, that kind of well, stuff. The,
2: well, right. And the, the, so the nuclear arsenal is there. And, and presumably, people who are, you know, uh, professionals in that business of policing and using and keeping NORAD functional are in that area. And so their communications would be of interest to the Chinese, no? Absolutely. Well, listen, they say it wasn't used for spying. Of course. Um, what Travis what, what was their exactual? Did you get they said they had a they had a spin on this one. They said it was a
0: civilian airship that was used for research, uh, mainly in the field of meteorology.
2: Mainly in the field of meteorology in montana and but it wasn't just montana so the other thing about this is that there's a fleet of these things flying all over the place all over the world like more than 40 of them
1: well you gotta and, track weather you know hey
2: but they're, they're directed by the chinese military which i know they have like they have parades they don't want them rained on that's et the point. right uh, but i think there's more to it than that
1: Look, one of the difficulties in dealing with China is they've never really been forthcoming about their intelligence activities, and certainly our government isn't going to talk about it openly, so.
2: but Yeah, but also, like, you know what? Why would they be? That's not, the they're, they're, that's their job is to be secret about the things they're being secretive about.
1: <laughs> that's why it's called intelligence gathering.
0: Not to be that guy, but we should uh, specify here that we're talking about the Chinese government, not the entirety of the Chinese people.
1: Wow, you actually are that
2: guy. Sorry. Yeah. The White House says the uh, Chinese spy balloon downed off the coast of South Carolina was equipped to collect intelligence signals, though President Biden said in a new TV interview now that he did not see the balloon as a major security breach at the same time. The White House reportedly preparing restrictions on American investment in China in technologies that could be used in warfare. The New York Times. All right, so here's was- what we know about Chinese surveillance. What looks like a flub or a dumb mistake is is it offers a, a look behind the curtain, kind of like Oz, the great and mysterious Oz behind that red curtain, but minus the dog and minus the uh, failed carnival guy.
1: And in this incident, plus some others we'll talk about in a moment, help us understand what this espionage is capable of. Yep. There's still a lot we don't know. It seems like every time I read the news, there's another unidentified high-altitude object being shot down now. yep. Depending upon when you listen to this episode, you might know more than what we're speculating. We'll start this morning with a story we've been following all weekend. It's happened again. Yet another high-altitude object shot down yesterday by an American F-22 over canada
0: well the other thing too is even if we don't have a full picture of their international spying we do know that they practice a lot of surveillance within their own borders
2: yeah they they um you know there's we all know about the great firewall of china i mean internet traffic there is a totally different beast
1: plus don't they make everyone like register their cell phones which gives the chinese government location data facial recognition information
0: yeah, they've been using that for the COVID protests, actually, pretty thoroughly.
1: And the in you know in the Uyghur
2: region, uh, that people has been tracked and surveyed through facial imagery, iris scans, DNA sampling, all that. And it's just, it's 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 not you know it, while what's happening with the Uyghurs is uh, beyond no bueno, it is not uh, confined to the Uyghurs in China. Ch- China has uh, practiced its spying program to great effect on its own people.
1: Every Uyghur over 12 years old is forced to surrender
0: their biometric data, including voice, blood, DNA samples, and iris scans. Now, China's surveillance state is going global. Chinese-based companies have sold their sophisticated technologies to over 80 countries. These systems make it easier for autocrats to spy on their populations.
2: It's giving them an unprecedented level of control when it comes to the choices, communications, and private transactions that citizens are making.
1: In Uganda,
0: tech from Chinese companies like Huawei is allegedly used to spy on government opposition
1: figures.
2: This is just what we know about. Imagine what we don't know about that's still to come in the news at some point to completely freak us all out. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike
1: And $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash
2: adam. Given the fact that the world is now able to be cracked, hacked, and otherwise gacked, is that a word? Uh, with... It is now. <laughs> quantum computing and other, other scary things that you can do with a computer. Why a balloon? It does sort of seem like something out of a Jules Verne book. People saw it, you know, they, they it, it was not a big, it was, it was not the first time it had happened. It was not a, a big deal. The first time it did happen. Um, they are used for tracking weather. I don't know. Wasn't, I, well,
1: wasn't, wasn't this thing like 200 feet tall.
2: Yeah, but it was sixty thousand feet in the sky. It was big, but
0: that wasn't necessarily the balloon itself. The two hundred feet were also the uh, you know things streaming off of it.
2: Okay, so this one though they 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 do they do t- tend to be out of eye shot, way high up in the sky. But this one was at a lower altitude, which means that it was potentially able to intercept radio and cellular signals. And satellites can't do that. So there is a there's a differentiating point here with the balloons that is important.
1: Well, you know, balloons can be guided. However, yeah. they're still at the mercy of weather patterns, airflows. So they might be able to hover. They might not be able to hover, but we know that satellites have a really narrow window. These things move a lot slower than satellites. But what are they there to do, Adam? Well, they could be there to photograph an area especially if it's an area where there are missile silos norad cows yeah well
2: bison so balloons can evade radar which is i think also the main thing here which is this balloon was not spotted by uh by the military it was spotted by some dude in his driveway
0: all air traffic at our airport is paused right now we got this weird thing above. this thing is weird It is not the moon. The moon is right there. That is
1: something weird. That is uh, somewhat disturbing when a dude in his driveway might have more information about something than the military.
2: National defense, a dude in his driveway.
0: There were eyewitnesses, too, when he got shot down over South Carolina.
2: It's not the first time this has happened. They've been sighted all over the place, Texas, Florida, Hawaii, Guam, and, you know, Pretty sure the United States has their own balloons. Let's go back in the history. Like the the thing that I, I want to get to here is that like everybody is in, in, on the on the right, especially is uh, you know making a huge deal out of this this balloon sighting. And the fact is, it's not a huge deal. I mean, it is a huge deal. It isn't a huge deal.
1: The the mantra in China is we spy because it's a great shortcut.
2: You know, China has always been spying on us the history here is is pretty pronounced and it's worth talking about. Let's go back to 1979. There was an agreement for joint spying against the Soviet Union. Now those days are over. Russia and China are pretty chummy. Which is surprising because I think
0: it was in the 70s when the Soviet Union came within one vote of nuking China.
2: China. China is prolific. That's a good word for it when it comes to spying and hacking specifically hacking. And in the history of, of the U S China, uh, cooperation, it, it definitely hit a bump in the road a few years back. Adam, I don't remember exactly when this was, but you will You remember there was a time some years ago when OPM, the office of personnel management, um, mm-hmm. Anthem, uh, uh, one of the big airlines, you know, actually a few of the big airlines. Right. And then a hotel chain.
1: Yes. And there were all these attacks and people were asking, was it the Chinese government? Were the Chinese hackers working independently?
0: This is all like 2014, 2015, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, And all these huge
2: hacks were taking place. But why?
0: I think it was something like more than 80 million personal records were compromised from the Anthem Health uh, insurance data breach alone.
2: At the time, everyone was looking for a connection between all these hacks. I certainly was. And you know well, come on. Remember, Adam? You and I had a theory at the time. Maybe all these big hacks were just a diversion. Uh, or And really, these hackers were trying to get one person. Not really a diversion. Yes. Even. They were really a dragnet, you know, a gillnet, a large net dragged through an ocean of people because they knew if they did it that way, they would find the one person they were looking for.
1: If you're looking for uh, a spy and you want people not to know you're actually looking for a spy... You hack very big things with tons of people and no one will really know what you're really doing. So in that case, they were looking for uh, spies. They were looking for the movement of these spies. So therefore, if you hack an airline, you could track where they might be flying because a lot of them don't fly in military transports. Hotels, you're looking for where they might be staying, which would give you a clue as to what they might be doing depending upon where they're staying. So, yeah, that was
2: when when Adam and I would sit at our partner's desk, which we didn't really have, but we sat in the same room quite often. It was our
1: spiritual partner's desk.
2: We had put together a story uh, there in the room about how this was um, a Chinese spying agency trying to figure out specifics about specific American assets. And, you know, from my point of view, Adam, it was like, those movies where you know i have a paranoid uh imagination so i you know when when a plane crashes uh somewhere in the world i think oh it was actually they took that plane down to kill one person on that plane and the other 150 were collateral
1: damage collateral damage yeah
2: but what's interesting to me is that there hackers if 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 you know the old world terrorists that used airplanes back in the day were scary and heartless and evil then um I, when it comes to our information hackers now the damage is not as pronounced but they are way more cavalier about just going after huge swaths of people to get at the thing they want
1: oh no no question there were a number of people that also thought that the the anthem breach which is that huge healthcare insurer. Yeah, Uh, yeah. they thought that that was China trying to get information on how to set up healthcare and health insurance systems uh, because they're always looking for shortcuts. We know that they love to steal intellectual property.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, you had said that. I mean, that and Anthem, I had mentioned Anthem, but I thought it was actually just because whoever they were interested in was insured, happened to be insured by Anthem. But, but there is but there is that 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 was the, that was your theory and i actually found it fascinating the idea that um rather than start a, a new system from scratch that was similar to a system that existed elsewhere just steal everything that system elsewhere knows about doing business and use it
1: wasn't there a famous tech entrepreneur that once said to copy is Art, but to steal is genius, or it might have been reversed.
2: Picasso was first, and what he said was, "Good artists copy; great artists steal." And um, it ju- it just reminded me of this very funny story. Very quickly, my friend Georges uh was a professor of mine. He was friendly with Picasso. I think that this was an apocryphal story, but a lady walked up to Picasso and said, "Sir, my child, my five-year-old child, draws better than you." And, and he says, Madam, when I was five years old, I drew better than Raphael. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Okay. Back to China. I remember they were pretty busy during COVID, right?
0: Yeah. Since a lot of people were at home and needed to use VPNs to connect remotely. Hackers were able to take advantage of that situation, and
2: uh, they were able to hack quite a few defense contractors. They also went after the private sector, hacking intellectual property, pharmaceuticals, COVID-related. In other words, you know, same old, same old. But um, they were even going after human rights activists here. China has been extremely active uh, with their state-sponsored hackers in the realm of spying in almost every aspect of life as we know it on Earth.
1: Do you know that our friends at the FBI are actively investigating 2,000 incidents involving Chinese hackers and intelligence gathering incidents?
2: Yeah, for real. We don't know. Like, We could be reading a headline next week or next decade that says TikTok and Huawei were spying on Americans, and this is what they were able to get.
1: TikTok's been banned outright by the US government. And not only that, but there have been laws recently passed, bipartisan, you ready for that? Bipartisan laws. Yeah, yeah. To ban TikTok and several states are banning TikTok.
0: From government devices specifically. Correct. It's not banned for consumer devices yet.
2: I I I don't know how I feel about that. I do think it's quite possible we're going to hear someday in the future that that it was being used in a way that we can't even imagine. Now, my phone regularly. Uh, is listening to me. I know it's you, Zucky, are in my phone and you're listening to my conversations. And how do I know that? Because I regularly get ads for things
1: that I've only talked about and have not searched. That's our slogan. When it comes to Zuck, we are all sitting ducks.
2: If it was made by Zuck, you can be sure it Zuck. Well, that's one of the things, too, I keep on finding curious that
0: we have that, that uh, saber rattling about TikTok. And if we can have bipartisan agreement that Say one social media company should not be taking all of our data. Why don't we have a
2: federal privacy law yet? Ah,
1: there's the rub. Uh,
2: You know that's an Adam question. I mean, TikTok admitted admitted in uh, last December that its employees uh, in China were scooping data on U.S. journalists through their accounts, and then you know they had said this whole thing about like no one in in the Chinese government can look at you know metadata that is uh, associated with TikTok, and then they're like, oh, except when they do because they well, it was revealed that they did
1: well many years ago i was in washington and i met with the council for the majority at that time and i said why is it that we don't have a federal privacy law and the answer was because we can't agree on a definition of privacy i said that's absurd But now everyone is so freaked out by all of the breaches and all the disclosures and the leaks and everything else and the staggering amount of information that's being collected on Americans by business, which makes us a surveillance economy. And of course, we talk about China. It's a surveillance society. But uh, now you have bipartisan agreement, and many people believe we are moving toward a federal privacy law that could actually happen in the next year or two.
0: Ultimately, I don't care if it's the Chinese government or Captain America himself that's intercepting data. It's still just a problematic practice. It's well, a totally problematic practice.
2: No, but when you get to the bigger point that uh, spy agencies gather tremendous amounts of information to find the one piece of information they need, it is an absolutely unacceptable risk factor to have an app that can listen to you, period. I think, I mean, I hate to be, you know, India, (laughs) which (laughs) did ban TikTok. flat Um, out. But, uh, you know, I think that's the
1: right move, personally. I do think it's the right move. It's concerning when you have a company that is a Chinese company, and we know that... You cannot be a Chinese company without the Chinese uh, government being very involved or having an opportunity to put their thumb on you.
2: Yeah, yeah, on the scale. But China, Adam, like the other thing is like, you know, I think I would almost prefer to have a government, be it China or any other in my business, to over Zuckerberg who is in my business in a way that is just absolutely intrusive and unacceptable. You know, used to be companies would say, we're here to serve you. Facebook has turned meta has turned that into, we're here to harm you period. We don't even pretend we're not here to to harm you. And now if, if that is the, the kind of uh, feeling, the vibe, the, the, the marching tune to which all these companies are marching, then what do you do with a company like Huawei? Well, Huawei is a massive tech company,
0: and it was expected to surpass Samsung at some point with its mobile phones, but it also creates a lot of networking equipment and a lot of the gear that's used to build 5G networks. But I I think one of the things that's most confusing about uh, Huawei, uh, the UK just banned it from their 5G networks. Um, Phones have been banned from coming into the US that were manufactured by Huawei. Um, It's Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and Sweden have all instituted similar bans, but none of these countries or none of their governments have actually said what the security risks are, or whether they found anything, which is also sort of concerning in that I'm wondering if they're sitting on some really big revelations about enhanced spying.
1: Are you talking about they being the U.S. intelligence community, or they being the Chinese intelligence community?
0: Oh, uh, the U.S., Australia, Canada, New Zealand, just all the countries that kind of got very skittish about Huawei all, but roughly the same time. I think my biggest question is whether or not the threat posed by Huawei and other Chinese manufacturers was hypothetical, or if it was real and they just didn't tell us exactly what had been happening.
1: Let's be Um, honest. I mean, everybody does it. That doesn't make it right. It just makes it normal. When other countries do it to us, We like to talk about it Mm -hmm. when we do it to other countries, we don't like to talk about it, and they sure as hell don't like to talk about it. You are very wise there, Adam. For I'm feeling owl like at this moment,
2: yeah, yeah, you know, that is that's true. I mean, the idea that it's normal is bonkers.
1: We don't know what the balloon was used for, at least at this moment, and we may not be able to say at least publicly ever
2: the united states isn't going to say squat about what they actually know if they found that you know for all we know they found a little tiny little little, 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 one centimeter tall yeti in that balloon
1: now what's going to happen is somebody in congress is going to demand to have an open hearing about all Mm. of this and it's going to come out or someone's going to go to a security briefing and mysteriously there's going to be a leak and we're going to find out something that may not be real but they'll throw something out there a little red meat for the fans
0: and China could just come out tomorrow and just say like, yeah, we we're totally spying on you. And there'd still be people who are skeptical about it.
2: We just lost Adam, hold on.
1: So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing. And I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Hey guys, I'm really sorry. My power just went out, but I'm back. I'm who do you think did it? Russia? China? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already talked about that.
2: So, you know, here, let's just finally, let's get to why it matters. You know, I have heard so many people say there's just a lot of political grandstanding about this balloon but it doesn't really matter and then you know today the story that there's like 40 of these balloons floating all over the world collecting information uh, yeah. I don't yeah, like five Face-
0: continents, apparently
2: I don't like that Facebook is doing it to people worldwide and I don't like that China is doing it I don't like it well, to your point about the political grandstanding, I think that's the biggest
0: concern I have. Federal agencies, just about every year that they do an audit, fails their security testing.
2: And like, and when we do it, when we do the same thing, the only difference is it says Firestone on the side of it as it rolls over Beijing because we're idiots. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm worried that especially if
0: um, this starts being a good thing to score political points on that you're going to have politicians just asking for Chinese cuisine to be renamed as like freedom food instead of actually helping (laughs) bolster our cyber defenses. Why wouldn't it be called spy food? Well, you know, in World War One, Frankfurters were called Liberty Pups during the whole Iraq War thing uh, this century. The uh, French fries were called Freedom Fries. So I kind of just feel like, yeah, we'd have dumplings called Freedom Pockets or something.
2: You
1: know? Well, first of all, the people that would use this for political points would not ever use the word liberty in connection with, or freedom in connection with China.
2: I guess that's part of my, ew. But also, it's like a hop, skip, and a jump away from Wuhan flu.
1: I listen to talk radio, both far left, far right, moderate, and the far right is having a field day, but they are obsessed. I mean, there's nothing more fascinating than listening to guys with inflated egos talking about balloons.
2: Uh, I think our listeners have been doing exactly that. (laughs) 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 So TikTok, all this other stuff, deplatforming, you know, why this matters to me and i have said why i don't want anybody collecting my private information i don't care who they are whether it's a government or a company or you adam that's it i don't have much to say about this other than the fact that it is a it's not a it's not a cool situation i find it deeply uncool and that is it that's my vote uncool do you think it would say budweiser or firestone on the united states balloon that's going over china right now coors light tap the rockies tap the rockies
1: <laughs> well that's I all i had
2: to say about this do we have a tinfoil swan this week
1: you mean our paranoid takeaway to help keep you safe yep that's the one that what one. is it travis <laughs> One thing
0: I've been seeing a lot of headlines about is how cyber criminals are getting into Google ads in order to be able to spread malware. Oh. Ooh. That's cool. We talked about uh, scams on Google earlier and how, you know, you can scam someone through the business listings or through the ads themselves. Yep. Hackers have now found a way to circumvent some of the built-in protections and literally just, you know, compromise your computer by saying like, hey, here's a piece of software that you might want to download. What kind of software are they they hawking here? And are they selling a the software or is it free? It's free. So what they're saying is things like Visual Studio from Microsoft, Adobe Acrobat plugins and the like. It's like just innocuous software. Real things yeah. like like Audition, which I use. Right, so if someone's looking that up and saying, like, hey, I want to get that, then they can say, you can download it right here, and it'll be attached to a pretty innocuous-sounding domain name that they had just set up, and instead of leading you to the legitimate software, they will download malware to your computer. This is widespread at this point. I think there's eight different known malware strains that are being spread this way.
1: What does this malware exactly do?
0: It's a pretty wide range, since there's a lot of different malware strains on there, but there's info-stealers, keystroke loggers, ransomware, take your pick.
2: The bottom line is there's ads on Google, those little things you see in the sidebar when you do a search or even integrate it into your search. Those things can be polluted with malware. That's what you're saying. Google hasn't cleaned up its platform
0: yet. And so as long as cyber criminals are able to get around that and start compromising people's machines, you should treat any download from a Google ad as being an unnecessary risk.
1: So in other words, go to the source if you don't want remorse. Exactly. If you want
0: Acrobat, go to adobe.com.
2: And remember, you
1: are always at the bottom of an
2: off-ramp and bonfire of the vanities when you're online.
1: Yes, so you're at a bad neighborhood and something probably not good is going to happen.
2: Yeah, that's basically the whole point. Online is uh, the demarcation line between sanity and insanity. Any if you're online you have to assume you're in a warfare zone. Right, and Google's defense right now for this is
0: saying that they have what's called advertiser authentication, where you have to upload a driver's license. Yeah, a
2: driver's (laughs) license. Like I Google right now, Google image search a driver's license and upload it.
0: Right, so yeah, when I was in eighth grade, I knew a kid that changed his middle school ID to make it look like he was 21, and that was before Photoshop. So just assume that it's just as easy to do that now.
1: Yeah. Well, you remember McLovin, right?
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing to keep in mind, too, is that all you really need to do to be able to appear on a Google result is just to set up a Google ad account and you're off to the races. And so that's helpful for businesses, but it's extremely helpful for cyber criminals.
1: Hold on. I'm going to do one right now. Oh, is that you, Adam? Just click on the link, Bo. No. I will take you to places you've only dreamt about. Oh, that sounds good. Click.
2: That's our tenth postman. I'm hacked, and uh, Adam's going to jail. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please share an episode with a friend, and leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps people find the show.
0: What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media, produced by Andrew Stephen.
1: You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.